they say you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Maybe you live by getting second all the time, maybe first. And then carnage happens. <clears throat> That's what we have. Stage five today. Tour de France. This is Between Two Wheels podcast. Tyler Yonke coming to you from my swanky office, uh, been to court. So I thought I would uh, post this out, get some excitement going on. It was an exciting day. I was able to at least see most of it. Um, wow. That's all I have to say. So I joined in early on. Maybe we should maybe we should look at the stage itself first, right? Uh, take a look at the route, uh, everything we have going on here. Let's check this up on the screen. Hope everyone's doing good today. Uh, yeah, there we go. So, uh, the stage 219.9, that's tomorrow. That's not, that's 157 kilometers. They said hilly on here. And even said that on the, on the description on the Peacock, which I, I only, I didn't watch it on there. Oh, I watched it on there and then I listened to it, uh, kind of synced the two up with GCN because I just really prefer the GCN, uh, coverage. Uh, 157 kilometers. We had 11 sections of cobbles going in there. Um, early on, I, I joined in and I saw saw some carnage already happening with Wout taking a, a wreck. Uh, it looked like he was just, I don't know if he was paying attention well, but he had dropped back for some food. Uh, and then once he got that food, he was coming back up. And next thing you know, he and Kreuzwick are on the ground. He's got to do a little bit of chase. It seems like it's probably fine. Although later on, he kind of popped off the group at an important time. And uh, we'll walk walk our way through that. So um, let's. What I want to look at first is. Oops, probably didn't want to do that. Is to take a look at the GC before the stage even starts. So let's look at the results of stage four. We talked about this yesterday, but I think it's important <clears throat> to at least for today because uh, there we go. Maybe a little better way to look at it. Wout. Um, he's up uh, 25 seconds behind his leave uh, Eve Lampert, and then Tadej Pogacar, Pogacar at 32, 36 seconds to Mads. And really, what I want to look at here, Roglic 41. Okay, you're all the same stuff here. But um, we talked about today uh, Nilsson Palace being in the virtual leader, so he's 113 up. Now there was some bad math being done uh, as he came across the line and some of the people there because uh, he's at 113 and. Pogacar's at 32, so I think he had 41 seconds or so he needed to get across, or a little less than that to to get ahead of Pogacar. In the end, <clears throat> am I spoiling it? Probably. But anyway, uh, we just wanted to take a look at that. Uh, here's a here's the profile for the last stage uh, for today's. As you can see, it's not really what I would call hilly. Okay, it's it's not a hilly one, but you throw the cobblestones in there, and it kind of makes itself as if it's a hilly type of race. So um, started off. Everything's pretty, pretty looking pretty good. I took a few notes here. Maybe we'll just read them off because I think that'll be uh, most helpful. Um, early break, Magnus Court and Palace get in there. Simon Clark, their former teammate, also makes the, the break. Uh, Wout crash at around 93. Um, Matthew Vanderpool looks like he has no legs. You know what? We're going we're gonna to break off of this. We're going to go and pull up. What we've been doing is trying to... There we go. We will look at the, the screen here, uh, do a full breakdown uh, of the race from the GCN highlights, but we're just going to tap through once again so we don't get uh, caught in here. They do a little overview. Of the, of, this is the carnage. I mean, what we have here, uh, you get the break off. Uh, Nielsen Palace is up there. Um, you had one other rider, the the Stana rider. I think he ends up coming out. Or no, he was uh, Israel? I don't know. B&H? I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know about that one. But Magnus Court... Uh, Edwin Bostenhagen 
uh, Taco Vanderhorn, Simon Clark, uh, those two, three, four, five riders are the ones that end up sticking the break for the most part. Okay, the, the seminal and the, the important parts of this break uh, are those gentlemen. Magnus Court, you've seen him day after day after day being up in the breaks uh, for uh, getting the King of the Mountain jersey. There's no KOM for this stage at all, but he's like, I'm going to get in there. Matter of fact, he gets in the break early. Then Simon Clark and Palace, and I'm not sure if that other uh, French guy uh, are the ones that end up gapping or bridging up to them. Takes them a while, but uh, Simon Clark uh, heads out somewhere around 140 or so K into the 150-some uh, kilometer stage. Um, you had this is a little recap of yesterday's Red Bull win. And uh, Walt Venner, once again, gets the win there, uh, as we talked about. Uh, today, we're looking for uh, Matthew Vanderpool and a Wout clash. There's also some speculation as how the UAE is going to be for uh, Pogacar. Well, there's the stage. We already talked about that. Uh, it starts out early. This is the Wout crash. They tried to go over this, this road furniture. He and Croy's would get mixed up in it. Um, he almost then hits this DSM car. We'll just play this a little bit right here. Uh, whoa, almost hits it. I don't know. It just it seemed like he had a lack of focus early on. Maybe that was part of the problem. Uh, then he ends up making his way back up to the group. <clears throat> here we go. The, the Pave sectors started in 11, uh, somewhere around 77K, I guess, in where they hit the first one. I was pretty impressed all day with the group, front group and Nelson Palace and Magnus Court. And Simon Clark uh, used to be their road captain for EF, so uh, not shy about these. those three uh, riding together. Good weather. Uh, Alberto Betiol, we can talk about him a bit because he ends up, he's here on the front. He's hammering away, 73 kilometers to go. There's a 309 gap to the two guys up front. Why are you on the front drilling it? And he drills it through this whole section. Now, later on, he does this. Now, three minutes, you're like, okay, maybe not that big a deal. Uh, later on, he does this again, but when the gap is just barely over a minute, some to around, I want to say 20K to go. Much more, I don't know. Uh, I just got a message from Brian, Brian Zimney saying, has a rider ever been kicked out of the tour for not obeying uh, orders? Now, I don't know about the tour, probably. Um, but first one that came to mind was Warren Bargui in the 2017 Vuelta. Uh, he got kicked out of that race. He was sent home for not obeying team orders. So it can definitely happen. Is it going to happen to Betty all here? I don't know. I don't know, Brian, if that was the, actually the race you were thinking or the, the rider you were thinking of uh, or someone else, but Betty all's work here. He goes to the front. He hammers up there. He looks behind him. This is a 70. So, okay. Uh, Pogacar is on his wheel. He gives him a nice little bear hug. It's kind of a pat on the back. And you're like, okay. Then later on, he does it again, which ends up spurring kind of the, the attack that Pogacar ends up having here. Um, ben O'Connor is an early, uh, I don't know if he got dropped or if he had a mechanical, but he comes off with like 40 some K to go. His team drops back for the most part to help him up. He never does uh, catch back. As you can see, it's pretty windy. Matthew Vanderbilt had bad legs. I don't know if he had any mechanicals, but he definitely had some bad legs. He then had an issue where Jonas uh, gets a flat tire. He grabs Ben Hoydonk, I think his bike, and not the the bike. Look at uh, if you can see here, uh, it's like it's you can't even reach the pedals. So he tries to ride it for a bit. Kreuzwick comes by. He then grabs Kreuzwick's bike. He jumps on it. Kreuzwick tries to to have the other bike, and then he's like, "Screw it!" And he sees the team car, so he jumps over there. Team car gets him, and then they're pulling. As this is happening. Wout had a little bit of trouble himself and he went, he would have been off a little bit off the back and he comes flying through where Jonas is and he motions him to, to get on. Now Jonas has to get a new bike. And so there's all these problems. Team is dropping back basically to help pull. 
And Wout comes, he was basically with the Roglic and Laporte in the very front group, uh, not the break, but the the, the main uh, peloton there. Uh, and he decides to pull out of that. Now, at the time, I'm not too happy thinking about this. I'm like, okay, you, you, you still have, if he doesn't get up, um, then why are you dropping? You still can have trouble up front with Roglic and you only have one rider. Why are you sacrificing uh, Wout to go back to Jonas? Is Jonas the main rider now? As things play out, it looks like it might have been the way to go. But maybe if Wout is up there, things are playing out a little different and you don't have this other problem that ends up surfacing uh, later on. Okay, so... Wout goes drops back. He's helping Jonas. They are, as you can see here, now it's a yellow jersey, 227 off of the front group, but 145, the the, the main peloton is off of the, the front group as well. So you've got 15, you know, 40 some seconds that they've got to be able to make up. And there's a decent sized group um, with, there's four jumbo guys now, all trying to pace him up. Uh, Roglic then ends up, this is where they, they end up, I don't know if they're showing the wreck here, but Roglic end up having a wreck. They come through this road furniture. The motorbike, I just watched it again. The motorbike actually hits the hay bale that's on the side. When that hay bale hits right in front of the, he's right in front of the riders and it's uh, Stefan Kuhn that comes by. He clips the, ba the bale hay as well. It puts out even further in the road and like seven or so back, you have Roglic going down hard uh, with uh, Caleb Ewing, who was also up at the front at that time. Uh, those two guys, Roglic then ends up separating his shoulder. He's trying to put it in. Uh, you see this group with Wout and Jonas go flying by him. I don't even think they, because Roglic ended up putting the, 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 his shoulder back in himself. Later on, he ends up having a few riders with him. Here he is uh, trying to get a sticky bottle, and I don't know which shoulder it was. Maybe they were pulling on it to try to, to get it un, uh, un, unstuck. Uh, at the time, though, then you still got up front Pugachar. He's drilling it, trying to get up to... Uh, the the group at the front, which has about a 113 lead, he's drilling his. He looks great. I don't. I mean, he had uh, McNulty till about I don't know 10 kilometers or so to go, uh, and then the front group was uh, continuing on. Uh, once again, they they started bringing it up to about a minute or so, and they really hold that somewhat in that range for the next uh, 30k into the finish. It does drip to about 36 seconds at one point, and then ends up uh, coming out. This is when you have Mads Pedersen. I'm sorry. Um, uh, Stoyven and takes off. Pogacar ends up coming with him. Pogacar looked great. Didn't have to have any babysitting along with him. Uh, they end up bringing back uh, Jonas in the end, but uh, 10K to go. The The break is now down to 46 seconds with Pogacar. 10.6 um, here. So if you look at the screen, you see 10.6 and you see Nelson is basically follows up. He just had taken a pull. Uh, and these two guys were kind of the ones, uh, uh, you've got uh, Magnus court comes off the front here. I don't know if uh, Clark comes in, but somewhere around, um, the whole, the whole group there end up, let me see, 125. We'll keep talking about this. Um, okay. Well, before we get there, cause they're not going to show it here. Um, we'll talk about it from the finish here, which is Jonas. I'm sorry, not Jonas, but Magnus court takes a pole, um, for maybe a two kilometers or so pretty hard comes into the last section at 6.7 kilometers to go, okay? They have like 52 seconds up on Pogacar and Stoyven at the time. Right when they come into the cobble section, um, that's when Nielsen Palace takes over and you can immediately see a thrust of, of power and surge of speed, which pops um, Magnus off. Now, Magnus had just done a long pull. This is, shit. <laughs> this is not what you want. You don't want to get dropped by your own teammate when you've just been pulling really hard 
And now he goes to the front and drops you in this cobbled section, which is about a, a kilometer and a half or so. Nilsson pulls the whole way through, comes out of the cobble section. When Pogacar and Stoyven come out of their cobbles, the same section, I think Paulus put a second on them. So it, it was not necessary. Now they're holding the speed. I get it, but you're not, it's a, it's a, you know, now you're inside four or five kilometers to go and you've dumped off your guy, which is uh, Magnus court. <clears throat> now, um, Magnus ends up staying clear of everybody. Okay. So he ends up <clears throat> what the fourth or fifth there, uh, in for the day, uh, doesn't get caught. So he still had enough power to do so. The problem you're getting here near the finish is, you know, you start to play team tactics or as far as you know, all the, the cat and mouse game that these riders can do, which is you're concerned now about the riders catching you for the stage win. But Nilsson was virtual yellow. Remember, he needed a 113. You can see here on the screen with 2K to go. He's got 124 up on um, up on Wout. <clears throat> so he's the virtual yellow. Not only that, but there is three... Uh, different time bonuses for first, second, and third. I think uh, 10, 7, 10, 6, and 4 or something like that. So we'd have another thing. So if you don't dump Magnus, you come into the last kilometer or so, he can just drill it as hard as he can, make sure the pace is up, that the cat and mouse doesn't get to be just eliminate everything. Uh, because now who is in there? You got Edwin von uh, Bogenhausen, who can sprint, at least he used to be able to. I don't think he's won a race in like several years. Um, Taco Vanderhorn, he moves pretty good. Simon Clark moves pretty good as well. But, you know, Nilsson Palace did win San Sebastian last year in a sprint uh, bike throw. So he can do fairly decent as well. So what happens? They come into the last kilometer. Um, Nilsson Palace attacks hard on the left-hand side of the road. You can see immediately, at least for me, that it doesn't look like he's getting away. That They're just letting him go. And it doesn't look like he's getting away that fast. So you're like, ooh, that's not so good. They're not reacting take a hard left. There's like six, 800 meters to go. And Nelson Palace, we'll roll this up through here. And, and Palace um, is, there he goes. So he gets caught with 400 some meters to go. You could tell his legs were just shattered. And then you've got uh, Bogenhausen uh, basically having to take the lead here. Taco and um, Simon Clark end up reeling him in. Vanderhorn really hits out hard. And in the end, Simon Clark gets a bike throw, gets the win. And three seconds back, you end up seeing Nelson Palace for fourth place. So it wasn't such a great day for EF in the end. Now, my point and thinking here is that uh, let's just finish it off here. You've got Pogacar and Stoyven coming in. They ended up 50 or 49 seconds or so back. The main group then comes in uh, shortly thereafter, just under a minute, uh, somewhere around a minute, uh, 104. Okay. So Palace needed, what would we say, 113 or so? Uh, and he would have got some time bonuses. He missed out by basically a minute. So he's not in the yellow by about uh, 13 seconds. So look, you play the cat and mouse game for Nilsson. When he comes in there, he's already got rid of Magnus. So he needs to do something to make sure the pace stays up high so he at least has a chance at yellow. I think at some point he's discarding his chance of getting the, the stage win over the chance of getting a yellow jersey. I mean, I, you pick one, pick the other. Uh, they're both pretty solid, but he's got to sprint against those other guys. It's probably not as great of a shot. So maybe his thinking is at 1K to go, I'm going to throw it out there. It'll at least keep it up and uh, the, the pace up. And if I get caught, if I if I stay out, I, I win and get both. If I get caught, at least the pace has been high and there's at least a chance to con to hold on to this yellow jersey. The problem is if he had had Magnus, he could have had him doing that work. So all that dispersing of, of your own teammate with six or so 
uh, kilometers to go wasn't the great way to go. Uh, Simon Clark gets the win. Vanderhorn second. Boltenhagen third at two seconds. Paulus four seconds back. And then Magnus Court 30 seconds. So Magnus Court, once again, that would have been very helpful. And I think that was the downfall. Um, uh, Stoyven 51, 51 to Pogacar, Philipson. Uh, let's, so let's take a look. Got Wout stays in the yellow jersey. Paulus second at 13 seconds. Boltenhagen 14 seconds. Pogacar 19 seconds. Eve Lampard at 25. Vinigo. 40 seconds at seventh place, uh, Gates. So there you go. Uh, they do they do a breakdown here a little bit for tomorrow. So it will be interesting. I don't think you're going to see um, Paulus, as an example, get rid of uh, Wout on the climbing tomorrow, but it's got some of this pitchy stuff uh, near the end, and it does have a little uh, finish on the uphill, which we'll take a look at a little bit closer. Uh, so there's a chance that uh, Paulus can um, maybe regain a few times. I don't think it's going to happen with unless Wout's actually a little bit injured from today. Uh, other than that, maybe he has a chance of Planche de Belfi, possibly. Um, so let's take a look now at this was the live stats coming into this morning. Um, sometimes they put some interesting little tidbits up here. I'm not seeing anything that was interesting from today. Um, no. So we'll look at the, let's go to the results. Okay, so we, we've seen this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna break some things down here, uh, and we're gonna see which riders have kind of lost out for today. So obviously San, Simon Clark, GC, we've we've seen that as well. The points still with Wout, uh, KOM, uh, <laughs> si uh, Quinn Simmons still down there. Youth and the teams. So let's go through. I'm gonna just walk through, not by nation. Well, let's do that first. Let's see how the Americans all fared today. Uh, as we know, Nelson Palace with the fourth place. Brandon McNulty who stayed in the fray up until about. I want to say I, I had it written down here, um, 18.5 K to go. Uh, that's when the other two went up the road and he got stuck off the side of the road and then just kind of, he bailed it in for like three minutes down. Um, uh, Jorgensen was up there with him as well. Um, Sepp Kuss loses four twelve. You know, I don't know. I don't know what his work was on the day, but that's, that's pretty solid for a little guy like him. Uh, Quinn Simmons losing more time, nine twenty four. Kevin Van Marke, 1832, along with Joe Dombrowski. So only losing 18 minutes on a stage like that. You know, sometimes you pray Rebe and those guys uh, get time cut. So um, not, not bad work for them all there. Okay, let's go to, I want to walk through the stage uh, with the different teams and we're just going to kind of see where they are. So Ben O'Connor loses 412 uh, from the AGR team. Uh, he had a teammate up front. Uh, that lost only a minute. So he was in that front group. I don't know why he didn't come back. Uh, but otherwise, you had Bob Jungles and uh, Oliver Nason that were uh, with him and maybe these other guys that helped as well. Um, so bad day for Ben O'Connor. Uh, Alpeson, uh, Jesper Philipson stayed up in that front. They didn't have a GC guy, but their big loser of the day was uh, Matthew Vanderpoel, just didn't have the legs. Astana, they lost out. Lusenko loses his 259. Came in with Brandon McNulty. Uh, Joe D, like I said, back there, 14 plus minutes or so on the stage. And, uh, there you go. B and B hotels. I don't know that we really care, but they had a few guys up in the front. Um, oops, we skipped Bahrain. Bahrain, they, Mahoric was up there. Damiano Caruso and Luis Leon Sanchez finished in that 104, uh, time uh, section. So they did fairly well. Fred Wright, uh, back away, but, uh, Jack Haig losing uh, DNF. So there we have one DNF. Uh, did not see that earlier. Um, so we'll have to see what happened with him. Bora. Shockman was up there. Conrad, uh, Alexander Vlasov. So Niels Pullet. They, they did solid work of having all those guys up there. They lost a little bit. What? 
four or five seconds there. It was, we said to maybe 10 seconds to uh, Pogacar. Uh, not too bad. Kofidis, uh, Walshied, I saw he had a pretty bad wreck early on. Uh, not, I don't know that bad, but he, it was fairly early. Guillain Martin, Guillain, uh, Guillain Martin, and uh, ended up staying up there. So he didn't lose time. I'm kind of shocked actually about that, but uh, there you go. EF. So they had a fairly good day, but yet disappointing, I would say as well, right? Paulus is up there. And as far as GC goes, we'll take that over. He, uh, Rigoberto ran, stayed up front. So 213, uh, Betty all seventh, <laughs> Betty all. Betty Alt on the day uh, ended up losing some time. So I don't know what the riding on the front was all about. Um, crazy, crazy guy. Groupama should have uh, get David Gadu stays up there. Uh, Kung did some work. Uh, Valentin Madwas and Thibaut Pino. Thibaut Pino uh, staying up front as well. Didn't see him at all. Now, Ineos, they were losing a bunch of people back with the Jonas group today, but they ended up salvaging that and just losing a little bit of time. But they were not, they did not have guys necessarily. Uh, stick in the front there. So they had Yates, Pidcock, um, Dan Martinez, and Garrett Thomas all at the 104. He'll deny everything. <laughs> Who's he? I don't know. Maybe what, what I was saying that uh, the major comment on that, Brian. Um, let's keep going. Into one, back uh, Taco Vanderhorn. As we know, he was in that front group. They had a few others out there as well. But Kristoff, uh, he had a wreck and uh, came out. So Israel, Israel gets the, the win. Full thing was at the 104, but you had Mike Woods losing 412, Chris Froome 412. I, I don't know what's up with 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 their team this year. Uh, Betty L. Oh yeah, Betty L. Will deny everything. That's what Brian's saying. Uh, yeah, I, but I, I don't know if you caught the early part, Brian. But I showed two times. Well, I didn't show, but I spoke about two times and set, and then showed it here. Um, one of them was 70k to go. He's on the front drilling it, and that's when he had a little bat pack. Uh, patted the back of Pogacar and then obviously we saw what he did right before Pogacar went off where he brought the gap down from like I was I think it was like 104 uh, almost 10 seconds when he comes through the field uh, to the one of the sections to it's under 50 uh, around 50 seconds at that point um, it was detrimental but it, it could have been but it didn't uh, end up being so uh, Israel uh, you know they get the win there Jumbo we see what happens here. Wout's uh, obviously the 104. Vinigo stays in there. Laporte, we got Roglic losing 259. Tish stayed with him. Sepkus losing 412. So their whole team didn't do horrible as far as that goes, but they had a, their work cut out for them all day long. Um, Lotto Sudal, the Caleb Ewan was looking really good until he went ahead over heels uh, over Roglic and the Haybell. Uh, so a little disappointing. It would have been interesting to see how he would have done. Well, they didn't catch him anyway. So, uh, uh, so they didn't Florian Vermeesh, they didn't really have anybody that uh, I, I think he was the guy that I saw crash pretty hard on one of the right hand corners. Um, Enric Mass stayed up front, so he's still in the mix, as well as uh, Jorgensen. Quick step, Fabio Jakobsen, he ends up coming with the front group. They had four guys in that front group Caneo, Honore, and Lampert, Arkea Samsic, uh, Quintana. Um, it's always curious to me how he pulls through the uh, cobbles types of stages. Um, unscathed. Uh, he's done it again. <clears throat> Comes in that 104. Team Bike Exchange, really interested that Michael Matthews loses nine minutes. I don't know if there was a, what happened with him, but Luka Mezigek was their best rider uh, with Luke Durbridge on the front. I don't think, they don't, they don't really have a GC guy either way. DSM, uh, Roman Bardet ends up staying in that front group, the 104 with Doug and Kolb and uh, Danese. So he's still in the mix. Kevin Vermaka, though, the US Ameri uh, the American in his first tour, losing 18 minutes, total energies. Sagan went down early, 
or not early, but it was inside the, the last, uh, I want to say 70 K or so. Um, so he lost his chance there. Bolsenhagen, obviously in that front group, uh, almost getting the, the win. Uh, Jasper Stoyven, we saw what he was doing. Mads Pedersen, uh, Trek, Quinn Simmons back a ways, but they don't really have a GC guy. And then, uh, the team Pogacar and McNulty, uh, being able to Mark Soler, George Bennett, they, solid work by those guys, not having to really have the big, uh, team. So, Pogacar, he's he's your your big threat uh, coming on now. So let's take a look at the stages. Stage tomorrow. Like I said, it's got some pitchiness coming up here. Going Bichet to Longve, 219 kilometers, a little bit longer. Uh, a cat three, a sprint spot in the middle, and then a four, and then a three, and then um, a pitch at the end. Let's see, into Longve. Uh, I don't know if they show the last last one but it's uh eight tenths of a kilometer um so not long but it could it could definitely spur some some people on if you've got a cat three climb uh coming near the the, the finish so uh will be it'll be really interesting to see what they're able to do with that one okay uh so that's what's today today's wednesday i think i'm trying to figure this out today's wednesday uh, Thursday, you get that stage, and then uh, Friday is going to be fantastic. I have court on Friday as well, so I'm going to probably miss this one. But uh, Planche de Belfi will, and that's when you expect Wout to come off. And and if the way, and it depends on how Nilsson is going here. But, um, you know, the first mountain stage, sometimes you don't have huge problems, but it will be interesting to see if Nilsson's able to, to even stick around, maybe get a chance to get the yellow jersey. That might be too much. I mean, you get these next two days. Do you? This is what I love about if you're playing any of these fantasy uh, cycling games or whatever, and you pick like a Pogacar, or you used to pick a Roglic. They don't give away races. They don't give away stages. I expect tomorrow, the, I'm, I'm, I actually am picking uh, Pogacar to win tomorrow on those little punchy things. You have an uphill finish like that. He's going to be game for it. He always wants that. And then Planche de Belfi, unless a break stays away, I could see some damage happening there as well. Maybe, uh, maybe Jonas. Seems like it'd be interesting to see how some of these guys come through like today. Uh, Palace just being out in front all day looked impressive on the cobbles. Uh, Pogacar was uh, amazing on the cobbles. I mean, is there anything he can't do? It's like the Homer when talking about the donuts. Donuts. Is there anything they can't do? All right. So that's we have just a quick, quick one for today, folks. Um, thanks for joining me. Me and my suit and tie. 251 episodes. That was stage five into the Arnberg. Got the cobbles over. I know those guys that just hate it. They're, they're upset that they had to do cobbles. Uh, but um, I'm more and more liking it, thinking that it's it's a way that you can um, deal with the Tour de France in, in a different fashion. And you've got to come through it. Uh, you know, look, when Nairo can make it through the cobbles, anybody can make it through the cobbles, right? Well, not anybody. Roglic didn't. And, you know, you look at that, once again, his wreck, if you look at it and break it down, it's the motorbike's fault. I feel bad for him. You know, he, I don't know what you could have done. He went down. There's not much to do there. So uh, we'll see who wrecks tomorrow, who's still in it. Thanks, everybody. Yeah.